so grateful for what the Lord is doing here at Lighthouse. All right, we're going to continue our series here uh, this morning that we've been doing on looking unto Jesus. And uh, <clears throat> so we've, we've kind of been through the process of looking unto Jesus, his birth, and uh, we're going through his life right now. And we, we covered the resurrection on Easter Sunday, so we may jump into that a little bit later on. We're talking about his life, and, and I want to just uh, uh, bring out a few things about his names. And so, so our, our, first, um, our first sermon on the names of Jesus was on, um, was on Jesus... Uh, and then in parentheses, we talked about Jesus, Emmanuel, all right, which being interpreted is God with us. And so today, we're going to be talking about looking unto Jesus, Rabbi, all right? This is what he was called. We know we talked about that, uh, that uh, looking unto Jesus, Emmanuel, and, uh, um, and we talked about last week about, or it was actually week before last, before Father's Day, about how that, that even though at the very, at the in the Old Testament, he was referred to Emmanuel, and then we found that in the New Testament, when they were announcing him, they announced him as Emmanuel, and this was being interpreted, God with us. We talked about how that God was, and he is in that time, and he will be, And uh, <clears throat> but even though he was named that, and even though we, we see that that was prophesied, he was never called Emmanuel, but this this name of Jesus that that was given to him, he was called many times in in the New Testament and while he was here on earth. All right, so let's turn to the book of John, chapter number 13, and we're going to read a few things here out of the book of John, and uh, uh, a few different, we're going we're gonna to start at the fourth verse, and then we're going to move down uh, to, the, to the 12th verse as we read a few verses here. And um, so John chapter number 13, and beginning in verse number 4, and when you get it, if you don't mind standing for the reading of God's word, we would sure appreciate it uh, here this morning. Hallelujah. John chapter 13, verse number 4 says, He riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Verse number 12, and, and, uh, uh, or 12 through 17 now. So after he had washed their feet and he had taken his garment, or his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? He's asking them the question, do you know what, what was just done? Ye call me, now listen to this, he says, Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, well. In other words, I am. Ye call me Master. Now, Rabbi was, they called uh, 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 the rabbis masters at the time. We'll explain that a little bit later. But ye call me teacher, ye call me rabbi, ye call me these things, and that's good because I am. But listen to this, he says. He said, ye say, well, for so am I. Verse 14 says, if I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye 
also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. Everybody say example. That ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. And then listen to this. Neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. So in other words, he's saying that we're equal. And then he goes on to say, if ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Happy are ye if you do them. I want to read one more scripture here, and we'll refer to it at the end of the sermon. Luke chapter 22, verse 26, But ye have not been so, but he is greatest among you. He that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. Now listen. And he that is chief, as he that doth serve. Bring that up if you don't have it already. Luke chapter 22, verse number 26. He that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he he that is chief, as he that doth serve. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you, we're going to talk about the teacher here. We're going to talk about the rabbi. We're going to talk about the master. We're going to tell you here today, the one who is called rabbi, the one who was the leader, the one who was the teacher, how did he show us by example, as the Bible says, of how to lead? How did he show us by example how to teach? How did he show, how did the master show how to do this? Because what I want to do, again, as we've been doing, is I want to take Jesus Christ, looking unto him, realizing that we are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. All right, so what he done was an example for what us, for, for us to do. And here today, I want to look unto Jesus as the rabbi and learn how that we are to lead. Heavenly Father, we love you. We're grateful, Lord, for every person that's come out today. God, we know, God, that this is that, that it's been tough for us to make it out, the flooding and everything. God, I pray that you'd bless them, Lord, as they've made the endeavor to come. God, we pray, God, that you would help us here today to preach your word. Help us, Lord, here today, God, to give these people what you've given to us. God, we pray, God, that you would allow your spirit to come into this place right now, God. We need you. We're depending on you. We're looking to you here today, God. We're preaching about you here today. And you said that if you be lifted up, that all men be drawn unto you. We pray, God, that you would allow your spirit to walk up and down these aisles. God, we give you this service right now, God. God, we pray, Lord, that Lighthouse Ministries wouldn't sit back, Lord, in this service, God, because not everybody's here, Lord. And that Lighthouse Ministries wouldn't sit back, Lord, because maybe Maybe this isn't just like a regular service, but God, we pray here today, God, that you would allow us as a church body to get into your sermon here today. Allow us, God, to get into the dig in, God. We pray, Lord, that you would move around these altars and challenge us here today, oh, to respond to your word. Lord, anoint our ears to hear, 
nor in our minds, Lord, to be receptive to your word and our hearts, Lord, to accept it. Lord, and then for us to apply it, Lord. We love you. And the church said amen. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. Let's not, let's not sit back today. I know it's flooded outside. I know everybody's worried about getting back home. But let's just go ahead and have church while we're here. Amen? Yes. All right, amen. Hallelujah. So we see here in John, we're, we're learning rabbi. So we, we, we talked about Emmanuel last week. And here we're, we're referring uh, uh, to a name that he was called, a name that meant teacher or professor, a name that was actually in very high esteem. When you look at the name rabbi, it was given to those that were held in high esteem. Teachers at this time were very, very, they were, they were put up high. Hallelujah. Rabbi was somebody who would spend their time and spend their life discipling and teaching those. We read in the, in, in the New Testament and we find that there were many people that were disciples after others. And I've talked to you before about how that they would go through a time of teaching and a time uh, that, that they would come up at a very young age and they would learn and memorize the, the Bible and they would memorize uh, uh, the, the books of Moses. They would know it by heart. And if they were uh, good enough learners and if they were good enough at, at listening and obeying and, and, and following, then they would become somebody's uh, 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 a disciple and they would actually come under a teacher of that day and a rabbi of that day and they would learn from them and if they were good enough then the teacher would begin to take them and it would begin to show them different things and they would actually come up and be a rabbi themselves so this was very it was a lot different than what it is today all right the teachers at that time weren't looked at as somebody who was just you know uh, uh, paid the least amount like our teachers are nowadays right all right so this was very high esteem. So Jesus looks, and if you've got your handouts here today, I'm going to be going through some things that I feel like is very uh, uh, important when we're looking at the name rabbi and we're, when we're looking at the way that Jesus was looked at. And I believe that if he could say something here today, that he would say three things to us. But, and the first thing being is, I am your teacher. Matthew chapter 11 verses 29 through 30 says, take my, he's telling us, Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your souls. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So first of all, Jesus looks at us as a rabbi and says, yes, I am your teacher. He said, you call Call me master, which is another word for, or another way of saying teacher. But he, but he says, yes, you're right in calling me a teacher. And if I am your teacher, then learn of me. Hallelujah. And I believe that it's important for us to be teachers. And I love how that Jesus taught. Jesus didn't just teach uh, by saying words, but it was a big part of it. And we read how he goes up and on a mountain and he preaches the Beatitudes and and the Bible talks about how that Jesus was so uh, uh, so great at what he did as a teacher and as a preacher that 
people would look and say, ain't no person ever spoke like this man has spoke. Ain't nobody who has ever taught like this man has taught. He had a way with words and a way of expressing his heart that ministered to people in such a way that they gathered by the thousands and came to listen to what Jesus had to say. Hallelujah. What an awesome teacher that we have. And I pray to God that here at this church, as the body of Christ, as we're paralleling ourselves to him, I pray that it's, it's so important that we have something to say here at this church. Can you say amen? And I believe that when people come in here, that they need to be able to receive the help that, that only God's word can bring. And I believe that that's why it's so important, as the scripture says, to study, to show yourself approved. I believe that it's important for us to know what we're talking about. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. It's important for us to be studied up. I don't look at a TNT service or a lesson. I don't look at that and our teachers shouldn't look at getting up and teaching a lesson as something that's small, something that we can just throw together at the last moment. No sir, we're thinking about that. That's something that's on our mind all week long. We're starting studying on Monday right after we get done teaching on Sunday and we're trying to get everything together and ready and be as prepared as we can be. Why? Because it's important that we have something to say I am your teacher you said it well that's what he tells the disciples you said it well learn of me learn of me I believe it's important for us not only to know and to teach the word of God but also things that are relevant to the issues of today we can take the lessons that the Bible teaches and apply it to everything that we get every answer is right here in the word of God Hallelujah. All right, so first of all, Jesus can look and say, I am your teacher. I may teach you also not just by words, but he says, let me teach you by example. So number two, I am your leader. Matthew chapter four, verse 19 says, and he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. What is he saying? I'm your leader. So he says, I'm your teacher. Learn of me. Then he says, I'm your leader. Follow me. When people referred to Jesus as rabbi, when they called him rabbi, that was a common name of respect for somebody. And it had, uh, 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 it, it basically not only talked about a teacher, but of, of a master. Now listen, this is important, because a teacher in those days wasn't somebody who was in a classroom. All right, think out of the box here with me a little bit, all right? I know that when you talk about teacher, you're thinking of somebody who's getting up in front of a class and they're talking to a classroom or somebody who's getting up in, in, in one of these classrooms or whatever talking. But let's take our mind out of the box and, and begin to think of the culture back then. All right, so, so they're not just thinking of a classroom. A teacher was somebody who spent his time with people and, and disciples would actually live with them and travel with them and participate participate in lie in the life of a rabbi so when he 
taught, uh, uh, quote, unquote, he was having people work with him, live with him, travel with him, memorize his stuff. He was actually a master to their lives. And when he, when they called him rabbi, it was a term of high respect. And so when Jesus came walking by and he called his disciples that were inside a boat and he said, come, follow me, what he was saying is that I'm not just going to be speaking to you words, but I'm going to be leading you with my feet. You're going to be living with me. Hallelujah. It's not just going to be something that I'm going to tell you and then you can go back home and you can know, sir, he was asking for a commitment for them to come and follow him. No wonder why it was such a hard thing for the rich young ruler for him to look and say, so everything that you've got and come follow me. It was different than what it was today. They didn't just meet once or twice a week in a service and that was all they gave when a disciple followed after the rabbi. He was following in his footsteps to the very point that he would go where he went. He would live where he lived. Hallelujah. I want you to understand it was a full commitment. So when God looked at man and said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, what he was saying was that I'm not asking you for a commitment of you paying your tithe. I'm not asking for a commitment of you coming to an altar and giving me yours once a week. But he said, I'm asking for your life. But what the, what, what the whole thing was is that if you'll give me your life, then you can live. Oh, hallelujah. Listen to this church. If you'll give me your life, then you can live for something that's bigger than you. Hallelujah. If you'll give me your life, then you can live for something that will outlive you. Hallelujah. I want you to understand here today that that commitment to the rabbi back then was a little different than what it was today or seen as today. But can I tell you here today that that's still the call? Can I tell you here today that that total commitment is still what the rabbi is calling for? Hallelujah. Can I tell you here today that it's still a total commitment? But what you'll find is when you commit yourself to the rabbi, when you commit yourself to the teacher, when you make him leader of your life, when you're willing to sleep with him, eat with him, be taught of him, or go through what he goes through, or come to tell you here today, Oh, if when you're willing to make that, what you'll find out is you're walking in a way that is bigger than you could ever, ever imagine. Oh, you're doing things as more than you could ever do with any kind of money or any kind of resources. I come to tell you here today that when you follow after Jesus Christ, the rabbi, the teacher, the leader, oh, hallelujah, when you're connected to the body of Christ and you begin to work for him and, and are committed the way that you need to be. Oh, hallelujah. He's asking. Oh, he's asking, church. But it, when you're willing to give the way that you're supposed to, oh, hallelujah, that's whenever you find that it's better to give than it is to receive. The biggest problem that we have, guys, let's just be honest, the biggest problem we have is that we're selfish. It's a natural thing for us to be selfish. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a natural thing for us to say, you know what? We're, we're, you know, we're going to do things our way. And that's completely opposite of what, what Jesus teaches. Deny yourself. Take up the cross. And what? 
follow me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a commitment that he's asking. The master, the teacher, the leader. It's a commitment that he's asking from us. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And I believe that us as a church needs to have that same. This isn't, I've said it before, church, and I believe it. We're not just calling people into this church. We're not just saying, you know what, we want, we want you to come in so you can be a part of a social group here. That's not what we're trying to do. I want you to understand that when somebody joins the church, there's so many things that you, you, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you've got a life that's messed up. That's all right. You join, join God, change your life, follow after him, and you'll find that there's more satisfaction in following him than there is in anything else. That's what I have to offer. You know what I want? I want for when people come into here, when they step foot into this sanctuary, for them to know that it's different than anywhere else that they can go. I want them to know that God is in this building and can give them anything and everything that they need. I want them to know that when they come down to this altar, it's not just something that we're saying, but it's something that we're living day by day. I want them to know that when they commit to God and they give it all to God, that here at this church, that we are completely and totally totally committed. Why? Because it's more satisfactory for us to live for him than to live without him. And he's not just a second thought that we have on a Sunday, but we're thinking about him on a Monday and we're thinking about him on a Tuesday. And he's not just part of our life, but he's all of our life. And we don't just give him a portion of our time, but we give him us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Jesus says, I am your teacher. I am your leader. But I'm going to tell you something, and this is where I'm going to park here for the remainder of part of this sermon. I'm your teacher. I'm your leader. But everybody say, I'm your servant. You see, the biggest problem that we've had with the church is that we've become a church that you go and you watch somebody preach a sermon and they're preaching on send in thousands of dollars and God will bless you with millions. We're, we're a take me church. All right? When you come in, we want you to... You know what I'm saying? So, too many times we're, we're wanting to fulfill... You know, the, the vision that we have as, as people. We're wanting to, but can I tell you that Jesus never came to be the top dog who, you know, who, when Jesus came, he, yes, he was master, okay? Yes, he was, but he led, listen, and this is what I'm trying to say. He led by serving. He said, I'm a servant. He led by serving. And that's what I want this church to be. And honestly, that's what I want to be. I'm not here to take. I'm here to give. You guys have heard me say, and I think this is vital, whatever platform of, of leadership that you're on in this church, and we got a lot of our leaders right here in this church, whatever platform that you're on is a platform to serve on. And if you go up, to a different level and a new level of leadership, 
it's not a, a, a level and a, 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 for us to get a power trip on. Amen? And for us to say, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm over this now or I'm over that. No, sir, that's not what it's about. We're here so that we can serve. And if we go up a level, and here just a few months back, I went into lead pastor of Lighthouse Ministries. And you know what that done to me? That What that told me is that's just more of a, of a platform and a bigger platform, not for me to get up and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the dictator here now or I'm the, 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 the king of this or I'm the, no, sir, what it meant to me was that I'm on another platform to do what? To serve on. Hallelujah. It's just a larger platform for me to do what? For me to serve on. Hallelujah. So what are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here today that, that what we need to do is we need to learn how to lead, how to teach, how to be the rabbi that Christ was in the fact that we are serving the people that are around us. Hallelujah. So when they looked at him and they said, Rabbi, they were saying teacher when they looked at him and said rabbi they were saying professor they were saying you're high up you're and and Jesus said you're right I am the teacher when they looked at him they said master yes you're right I am the master but also what we find in Christ that we don't find in a lot of churches that are around the world right now is we find that Christ led by 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 serving those that were around him hallelujah can you get the stuff ready, Sister Mandy? What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here today that Jesus said, yes, I am your teacher. He said, yes, I am your leader. He said, yes, I am your master. He said, yes, I'm all of these things. But he also said, I am your servant. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you how to lead by serving. Glory to God. So Mark chapter number 10, verses 42 through 45 says this. And Jesus called them to him. Now listen, you know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. In other words, there's a, there's a ladder here that we're climbing. The higher you get up, the more lordship you have. The higher you get up, the more authority you have. The higher you get up, then all of a sudden he's just the flip, or he, he flips the switch on this thing, and he says this, but so shall it not be among you. Think about this, church. In other words, I know how the world's doing it. The higher you get up, the more power you have. The higher you get up in, the jo in your job, the more authority you have. The higher you get up, the less you have to do. You, the higher you get up, then everybody does stuff for you. You get up to the point where you say, hey, uh, go get my coffee for me, right? You get up to the point and say, hey, go do this for me or go do that for me. But what Jesus said is I'm fixing to change the way that you look at leadership. Hallelujah. He said, but so shall it not be among you. Listen, but whosoever will be great among you shall be minister, and whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant, shall be servant of all, shall be servant of all. The chiefest 
among you if you want to learn how to lead the way that Christ has designed you to lead, then you'll, you're going to have to learn how to serve because that's leadership in the word of God. It's servanthood. And we find in Luke chapter 22, verse 26, but ye shall not be so. Oh, he tells us, the greatest among you, let him be as the younger and he that is chief as he that doth serve. I'm telling you here today, what'd you te- what, what are you trying to, to tell us here today, Brother Jared? I'm trying to let you know here today that at this church, if we're going to be the body of Christ, we're going to have to lead by being the least. Hallelujah. We're going to have to lead by serving others. It's not about a power trip. It's not about us saying we're the teacher or we're the preacher or we're this. You know what? I don't care if, if, if one of the little kids get up here and the spirit of the Lord moves and, and, and God has his way in the service. It don't matter to me one bit who does what as long as God has his way in the service. That's all I care about. Hallelujah. Why, Brother Jared? Because I'm the, uh, even though I may have a high position, it's just a platform to serve on. Oh, let the first be last and the last be first. And if we could ever get to the mindset of, of not not to the point to where, hey, go get my coffee because I'm in this position now. But because I'm in this position now, we're looking for opportunity to fix coffee for somebody else. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? We need to learn how to serve. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Harry Truman said it's amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. Think about it. If you don't care who gets the credit. W.A. Ward said, we must be silent before we can listen. We must listen before we can learn. We must learn before we can prepare. We must prepare before we can serve. We must serve before we can lead. Happiness, joy, how's it come? You guys know the acronym I like to use, J-O-Y. Jesus, others, yourself. That's how Christ taught it. Jesus, others, yourself. Hallelujah. I love this African proverb. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother John? I'm telling you that here at this church, we're not going to be the master of, hey, you know, we're going to serve whoever's high dog. No, sir. At this church, we're going to be the body of Christ. He give us the example of rabbi. He give us the example of teach. He give us the example. Hallelujah. So let's go. Let's finish off by this right here. He riseth from supper. Now you got to understand in this culture, these disciples that have been living in this thing, they had no clue what he was doing. He's sitting down to dinner, all right? 
Think about it in your mind. He's sitting down to dinner. The Bible says he rises up in the middle of dinner. He gets up, laid aside his garments, put all the fancy clothes away. Already put aside my jacket. Laid aside his fancy clothes, his teaching clothes. You know what I mean? Laid aside. And he took a towel. Hallelujah. Took a towel. Just think about it in your mind. The disciples sitting back looking and say, what in the world is the master doing? And he girded himself. He got ready. And after that, he poured water into a basin. We got a little thing here. We pour some water in. And he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Now listen, I want to read the last part of this. He rises, or he says, so after he washed their feet, and we know that in between here, Peter had a problem with it. And Jesus told him, and said, if I don't wash your feet, if I don't serve, if I don't, then you're not part of the kingdom. He said, wash my whole body. So Jesus goes on, he says, so after he had washed their feet, he had taken his garments and was set down again. He said unto them, know ye what I have done unto you? And then listen to what he says. He says, ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, well, for so am I. I am your leader. I am in this position. But then listen, he says, if I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm teaching you how to be in leadership. I'm teaching you. Think about that. A lot of times, the reason why that we want to be high, we want to be lifted up, is because we want the praise. We want to be famous. We want to be known. But if you're wanting to be known and you're wanting to be famous and that's what you're going after, you're probably never going to reach that. Not, not in the body of Christ. But if you want to make him famous, if you want to lift him up, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, there's room for that. And we see as Jesus put his fancy clothes aside, what are you called to here today? Hallelujah. Stand up here, brother. We've been teaching. We've been teaching here on, on men, being a man. Today we learned, Brother Colby teaching, got a book and reading a book and, and uh, uh, put, putting it into our lessons that we're doing on, on being good fathers, putting the time and the effort in. And here he, he today we're talking about serving our children. Hallelujah. 
You got three boys, Bubba. Grab that little maverick there. Check this guy out. You're awesome, bud. Looking good today. Look at that hairdo. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Colby brought it out, and he brings it out quite a bit in our, in our classroom upstairs. Today, he said, had three boys, and he said he realized the great burden and calling that God had placed on him to what? To be a father. To serve his children. Oh, God. We got any other kids in here that's... Brother Travis, stand up. We got one here. Serving. Anybody else? Stand up, Brother Matt. Oh, God. Serving right here. Stand up and grab you one of those right here. Hallelujah. Brother Derek's got one right here. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab him, Brother Derek. Hallelujah. Serving. Serving. This is your calling. To teach, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart. How are we doing? Oh, God. How are we doing? How are we doing? How about it, teachers? Oh, God. How about it, grandparents? Oh, God, help us. How are we doing? Oh, God. Hallelujah. Think about it, guys. Think about it. Ladies, think about it. How am I serving? Am I using the example that God gave? I'm a teacher. I'm to train up my children the way they should go. I'm to be what I need to be to this church, to train up. Am I doing this the right way? Oh, God, help us not to fail this generation that's coming up. God has called us to serve. God has he's given us an example of what it is to be a leader, of what it is to be a master, what it is to be the leader of your household, the leader of this church, the leaders of this church. God, help us not to mess it up. Hallelujah. God, help us to do our part to lead the way that God has called us to. Thank you, man. If you, you can be seated. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve church. That's what I'm here to do. How about you? Are you here to serve? This is what Christ is teaching us. This is what leadership looks like. I'm going to serve my family. Have a seat. putting aside our garments. Hallelujah.
Sanctuary. 